0: you got to experience
1: it all that's pretty exciting
0: hello and welcome to hug and a high five it's a mom and daughter podcast journal i'm ingrid i'm the daughter and i'm
1: vicky i'm the mom i'm trying to figure out how to be an adult i'm trying to figure out how to parent an adult and live as an adult who is more than a parent
0: i live in new york city and i live in los angeles and this is hug and a high five
1: hi mom how are you i 'm well, I am not sitting four feet or even four inches from you anymore that 's right, but I am not quite three thousand sixty miles away from you.
0: Have you looked up how many miles we are away from each other
1: i haven 't looked me look it up right i haven 't looked that up yet do let 's figure this out should, should I say the how many miles I am first, or should I just say Yeah, tell me how many miles you are Do you have a guess i'm guessing you are 1,742 miles away. No, that's probably too far. I'm guessing you're 989 miles away. Wait, how do
0: I find out how many miles away I am? Oh, well we could map it.
1: Wait, that's what I was doing, but
0: then I can't find it. What? Oh, I found it, I found it. Wait, what did you say, 1,700
1: something? I said that first and then I said, um, 998. Oh, it's in between. My second guess was closer.
0: It is. So I'm currently 1,062 miles away from you. Is that what you have? Yeah, I have 1,072. 72. All right. 1,072 miles away from you. Right now, I am in Colorado Springs while Mom is in Pasadena at home.
1: What's the weather like in Colorado Springs, Ingrid?
0: Oh, it's beautiful. It's way... I don't know. Can you say anything is better than Southern California? Nope.
1: <laughs> Nothing it's is still, better. Is it
0: hot there? Uh, it's still pretty hot it there, It was right?
1: 77 this morning, but it's on its way up into the 80s today.
0: Oh, that's not bad. It's it's like 60s in the morning and night here and then gets up to 80s. But it's beautiful and it's dry because it's Colorado. Uh, we've had a couple showers. When I flew in, it was downpour raining. And there's been so many. There were five Thousand cars in some other city in California in Colorado, like last week that uh, were totaled five thousand cars were totaled because of hail coming down in the size of like softballs. Wow. There was a giant hailstorm for thirty minutes, and l- legitimately five thousand people do not have cars now.
1: That is pretty extreme. That doesn't ever happen in California. Ah uh, no. Thank it does happen in the central United States, and I think it might happen in New York on occasion or New Jersey.
0: Maybe. I don't know. I'll have, to, I'll have to find out this year. I have a feeling that there's more like real snow in in New York versus like hail or sleet, but I've got they've got to have all of it, right?
1: I do. I think they have all of it. And they have the opportunity for hurricanes. Right. As we remember. Yes. They have had hurricanes in the it past. It seems
0: like my my uh young Adult goal is to just experience all of the types of weather that you can have. (laughs) Because I started in California, right? Right. Where there's plenty of earthquakes, and that's not a thing that phases me. Mm -hmm. And then I went to Nashville for college for four years, where we had tornado warnings all the time, and I drove through pre tornado Mm. rains, which was a terrible decision. But people there were not phased by that. And now I'm going to go to hurricane weather. A thousand miles away instead of four inches. Um, but I'm staying with my grandparents, my mom's mom and dad for a short week before I head all the way there, which actually has turned out pretty good. I mean, I knew it would cause I love my grandparents, but I have found, I don't know if you feel this way, mom, that it's been a good kind of like mental, emotional break too, to, for us. To say like, okay, here's the transition to Ingrid moving to New York versus just flying there and being there in six hours and like, ah,
1: here I am. Yeah, I think that that's good. I, I agree because it's been nice for me to think about you being with grandma and grandpa this week and making memories with them and being in their new house. And it's yeah. I'm kind of thinking of it like that part of the trip right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's good. Almost as if I was going to like drive across the country, but I don't have to spend all the hours in the car.
1: so one of the things that i've been learning about this week is the concept of mind sight in my uh class that i'm preparing for parenting your exceptional child Mm i'm i'm learning about how the the brain works continually and is an incredible teacher and learner so she learned lots of things and then she teaches them to me and other
0: people (laughs) yes So, so what is it called mind
1: what Mind sight, mind so sight. You, insight is included in mind sight. So mind sight ah. is what's going on inside your head, and being aware of it. When you have mind sight, you can understand that you have feelings, and that you don't have to be a certain way. It helps you have um, understanding of your power and yeah. the control you have over how you respond to the world. Uh, so you could say. I am anxious mm-hmm. about you moving to New York, or I could say, I feel anxious about you moving, but I don't have to be that way as a state of
0: being. That's so huge. That gives a lot of freedom and is also like hard to remember to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool to read about that by this author dr dan siegel who writes about it in the book the yes brain Mm. and tina payne bryson but uh also i realized that this summer when i did my book study um called the word and wonder on the Mm -hmm. uh, we were reading the uh part of luke that we um read continually jesus said do not be afraid or do not be anxious and i realized that this summer i can feel afraid i can feel worried i can feel anxious but i don't have to be that way it doesn't have to control my life that's interesting that is an exciting revelation that i read in mind sight and uh i'm thinking about as you travel to new york that's super interesting that you say that, like, especially connecting
0: it to what Jesus says in the Bible about like, do not be because that isn't your identity. Because mm-hmm. I've been thinking about similar things, f- funny enough, but kind of on the other side of the coin. So maybe we can add these together and hopefully they'll work. Because I was reading uh, the Sermon on the Mount, a very famous passage in Matthew five about where he says the blessed are all these people, blessed are. Th- those who mourn, blessed are the meek, blessed are the peacemakers, like all these things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it occurred to me, I was, it was stuck on like, blessed are those who mourn, and it occurred to me how often when I feel sad or any type of emotion that isn't super joyful, I want to suppress it or just ignore it. Because I'll, yes. ah, I'll get on my phone or I'll get make myself too busy, which can be a good thing. Like if you are in grief, there is a time to be busy and not like wallow in self pity. Mm-hmm. But I, I often like get too busy and then don't feel. Mm-hmm. And I had to stop and realize that that passage says like blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted, which means mm-hmm. I I can't really be comforted if I don't allow myself to mourn first. You yes. know, like I've got to I have to let myself be there and let it be hard and sit there in order for like comfort to come to fruition yes so that's kind of interesting like it's not that I like am oh I don't know how would they do that for sad but whatever it is like it's not like I am anxious or that I I am a person who has to be in grief like that's not a part of my identity but that also doesn't mean that I don't allow myself to feel it
1: yeah Recognizing that, that, um, that is insight, that is mind sight, and, and that builds resilience, which is also mm. something I've been studying. So we, like you said, we have to acknowledge how we feel in order to build resilience, because then when we say, I feel sad or I feel worried or I feel anxious, then we can recognize that and move out of it and we don't have to be stuck in it. Yeah. And we can uh then we can become curious about what, what how our body is representing that. Like I have sweaty palms right now. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling mm-hmm. anxious. Like right, um, right my forehead is sweaty or my heart is racing right yeah, now yeah. or I have knots in my stomach right now. This right. is this is an anxious feeling. Yeah. And then there's things we can do concretely to take care of that, like put our hand on our chest and our tummy and take a deep breath and go, Okay, nervous system. It's it's good that I'm feeling this way. My body is designed to feel this way. It makes sense. Yeah. Oh
0: bodies are so helpful when you when you allow them to do things and inform you. I was uh I was watching one of the Instagram posts for Jess Dimassee, mm-hmm. who who is she's a hormone expert and like such an incredible like women's empowerment and healing person. Um and she was talking about sleep and like what is it like when you can't get sleep and why sometimes there's reasons why you don't sleep well, which is interesting because I haven't slept well in the last like 4 days. Yeah. Um and she she said usually at least for women hormonally like there there are two main things that your body's telling you either you haven't gotten enough macronutrients like you haven't eaten the right amounts of things mm. not enough healthy carbohydrates not enough protein whatever not enough vegetables those are the macronutrients mm-hmm. or there's something on your mind <laughs> and like mm. your your heart and your mind are like hey I'm not ready to let this go yet. Will you please stop ignoring me? Totally. That being, and that she was saying like, hey, that's just as important. Your emotions are connected to your health. So it's totally okay if you need to stay up a little later and journal through it or talk to someone because you probably won't be able to sleep without that happening.
1: Yeah. Just Messi with her business. Holy healed on Instagram is a great one. She's really, she's fantastic. Really great resources. Um, getting to a lot of things that like you said we we ignore we we don't have mindsight about and when we start to recognize them then we can be healed from them which is super cool
0: yay healing that's so (laughs) good
1: one thing uh with regard to mindsight as for, as I think about you leaving, I, I decided to climb up on your top bunk. Ingrid, for the most, most of her life has lived four feet above the ground.
0: <laughs> Legitimately, like, <laughs> since I was four years old. And then in college, everyone in college, you know, gets in their dorm rooms and, like, runs to the bottom bunk to try to get it. And I 100% was like, I would like the top bunk, please. I've only ever lived near the ceiling.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would say it's actually more than four feet. It's five feet above the ground at least because yeah. it's often loft height. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're always walking on the air. That's right. Um, so I decided to climb up on your bed and sit and look around the room from your point of view and from your vantage point. Yeah up there. And I, I will agree that it felt melancholy as I was up there because mm. I was looking around and I had read your Instagram post with the mm-hmm. picture that you have of, of tea and and saying I would always remember my childhood home and that I felt sad when I read that yeah. because I'm your childhood home.
0: You are. You know, what's cool about people, though, is that they get to be your home every
1: age it's true so you can move wherever you can move, are, wherever you can are, you are and you will always them. be my mom that's true i never I'm, that title never leaves me if you that's want to have
0: a really specific fun fact ingrid vantage point go lay on my bed at night when you have like just cracked the 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 door to our bedroom so in my in our house especially like growing up mom and dad would Tuck us all in bed, me and my two sisters, and we'd fall asleep. And we'd just crack the door open so we could still see. Oh, there's like a little light coming in. And then there's a second set of doors from the hallway into the living room. And usually those were either open or cracked. Anyway, I can see, if you turn all the lights on in the living room, I could see from my, win- from my pillow this perfect little sliver between all the doorways of the, our, our yellow wall... And this painting of Italy, right, above our fireplace. Mm. Yeah. And then our um, our fireplace, which is, like, uh, light brick, and mm-hmm. um, the top of it is a, a dark mahogany uh, wood, wood color. color.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's a red candle sconce on it. So there's there's all these like really warm colors and I'm not a visual artist by any stretch of the imagination, but I would sit there in bed going, I want to paint this picture. I always wanted to like paint it with deep oil paints or something because all of the colors in this little sliver of my, of the living room from my bed were these beautiful, Mm -hmm. deep, rich, like dark mahogany and red and yellows. And it's just like my picture of going to bed.
1: Oh, that's a great picture. I'm gonna try that. Yeah, i have to see, the, the, the little sliver it must be a vertical painting it is, it's a very
0: <laughs> vertical painting we should ask Audrey, my youngest sister Audrey is 15 and she has so many talents it's incredible, but one of them is uh, visual art, maybe she can paint something for me
1: mm. yeah, that's a good idea, I love that idea I'm going to go check that out uh, another uh, another memory I had yesterday as I was doing my slow jog without you. Uh. We like to exercise together all summer, and so yesterday was a slow jog by myself. Yeah. But I was listening to um, – I don't care what mus- music I listen to when I exercise. So I was listening to Appalachian Journey, mm. and the Allison Krauss song came on um, Slumber, My Darling. Uh-oh. I'm not sure that's the name of the song. Uh-huh. But Slumber, My Darling, Thy Mother Is Near.
0: Oh, guarding yeah, yeah. your
1: sleep from all terror and fear and uh that is a song that i sang to you guys when mm. you were had busy minds and were awake later than i wanted you to be awake <laughs> right. when you were little <laughs> like, please go when, to bed. when when ingrid and ellen were little they um they slept in the same bed in uh even though they had bunk beds ingrid crawled down yep. and slept next to ellen um uh, on a twin bunk bed they were like two and four, so they it had did have didn't have any problems fitting into the bed, but, but I would um put my hands on their heads and rub their hair, and sing that lullaby, That's and so hope that cool they would that calm that came down up. and go to sleep.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, please, please fall asleep. Hey, but that trained me to be a great bedmate because Ellen was only two, but she stretches out a lot when she sleeps, and so I. Any time I share a bed with anyone now, I sleep very still and don't move much. And if I'm in a bed near a wall, I roll to the wall and virtually sleep between the bed and the wall. <laughs> I give whoever it is, based on Ellen, the rest of the bed.
1: That's right, stretched out. No, when you were little, did you sleep on the wall or did Ellen sleep on the wall?
0: You, I don't know. You'll have to verify that. Did I? But I, I always, my my memory is always sleeping near the wall close yeah because one person stretched out right wow
1: funny
0: well how's the rest of the fam doing how's how's little
1: winston winston's world well winston's world is pretty dull he (laughs) is becoming more timid walking around because he's losing his eyesight so he doesn't race forward and he uh but he uses his hearing. Oh, he, He's like yeah. the, the classic example of when you have one of your senses is, is inhibited, the right. other senses become more strong.
0: So Winston so, is a is little schnoodle. He's a schnauzer poodle mix, and he's mm-hmm. an adorable little dog. And he, what do you think? He, we got him as a stray, so we're not exactly sure how old he is.
1: We think he's like 15. I think he's, yeah, four, 14. Yeah. According to the doc, he's the vet. An old,
0: he's an old man, and he grunts he's a, like an old man.
1: Yeah, he's 14-pound he's gray and black, just mostly gray schnoodle. Yeah. Lots of personality. And uh, and now he
0: has cataracts, so we can hardly see anymore. Yeah, he
1: has cataracts in his eye. He still can run around and, and chase after things, but he, he doesn't do it quite as often as he used to.
0: Yeah. Okay, okay, so we're going we're gonna to start a new a segment here that we get to call Winston's World. Let's see if we can do it. Can we do it every week, do you think?
1: Oh, I'm sure there can be a story about Winston every week.
0: I'm sure there can. That would be a joyful thing. So you tell me just a little like experience of what Winston did and then I'll try to uh, recreate it as think what Winston was thinking inside.
1: Okay, so Winston in the middle of the night a few nights ago, started whining <laughs> and i'm a light sleeper trained as a good parent to wake up to the noise right. uh and <laughs> i it was about 3 a.m and I, I heard this whining and i thought "Ugh, winston has his bone in his mouth and so I, oh. I i stumbled around in the dark and i found winston by my bed and he did have his bone in his mouth and i thought he's gonna whine all night unless i take this uh so i took it and i went to the bathroom and in our bathroom there is um a toilet paper roll and and it's a magazine shelf because we have this flash gordon 1950s bathroom where they have (laughs) this um this little (laughs) this little uh stainless steel pocket for magazines and toilet paper and another shelf for a second toilet paper roll or to set Whatever your phone these days, they were your thinking phone. ahead in those days, um, right? Yeah. So I set it on on the spare shelf, <laughs> and then Winston didn't bark anymore.
0: Oh, good. Well, that's good. All right, all right. Here's here's Winston. It's three a.m. Uh, these people sleep so much. I'm sitting here and I have slept all day, and then they go to bed and there's no one to look at me, or to entertain me, and I just sit here. Hey, where's that bone? I bet I could, oh, yes, yes, all right, all right, all right. I guess I shouldn't go outside. There's probably rats out there. Stupid people won't figure out how to get the rats away. So I just keep barking, and let them know they're still there. All right, let's see if I can find a place inside here. Hmm. Hmm. Is Ellen... Man, Ellen's in her bed. Ellen's bed is the best place for bones. Man, I'm sorry, little bone. I wish I could put you there. I'll save it for tomorrow. Where's another hiding space? Just for a little while. Nah. Mm -hmm. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do with this. Hey! What? Dang it, I didn't mean to wake her up. I have... Okay. Maybe she'll help me find it. Hey, hey, Mom. Mom, where should I put this bone? Do you know? Come on. No, don't take... Ugh. Don't take it. Dang it. She's going into that one room that I never get to go into. Ugh. I guess that's small and boring anyway, but come on. <sighs> so
1: much for a very interesting night out.
0: I guess I'll go back to bed now.
1: And (laughs) this has been Winston's World. (laughs) Coming to you weekly. (laughs) Hey, this weekend we're going to have one of our uh, small groups where we have a a marriage couple group. And... Mm -hmm. We're reading this book, Seven Principles of Effective Marriage, or something like that. And yep. uh, the very beginning of the book, it talks about having a yes-and attitude versus a yes-but attitude. And me... Yes-and. Having a, improv. a little background with my theater daughter, I said, hey, that's improv. So tell us what yes-and is. Okay. Um, yes-and. Well few
0: things, first of all, just in the, in the theater community, the, the words yes and um, is just like the concept or idea that when someone offers something on stage, especially in improv, but kind of anywhere, you don't shut it down and say, no, like that's not right. You say yes, and then, and, and you add to it so that you're not just taking from the conversation, but you're also not cutting it off. It's a really important way to be a player on stage and honestly in life um and my my uh little theater improv troupe in college we was called yes and that was the name of our well it it was uh it was our take on yes and it was called yes that's great because we got tired of saying yes and and so in the middle of someone especially if someone did something pretty ridiculous we'd
1: all yell yes that's great and continue (laughs) with the scene so So, it's it's a great concept can we try a yes and activity with uh, your move to new york okay yeah I, should we just
0: have a conversation here
1: yeah and okay. um i was I, I think about the title of the book by tim o'brien called the things they carried
0: oh that's one of my favorite books this book tim o'brien is incredible it's a it's about the vietnam war um, which it's a kind of autobiographical, but he takes like, these real experiences that he had in the Vietnam War and um, fictionalizes them to give you a bigger perspective for how it felt versus just, like, exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. It's seriously incredible, and I've used it so many times in uh, lesson plans for school because it's a great book. Anyway,
1: yes. The, ti- the title is also great. Sometimes All I Need in Life is a good title. That, that should be on a poster. So the things they carried, the things Ingrid carried to New York are Mm -hmm. when she left me on Tuesday morning, she carried a red duffel bag and two 51 pound suitcases. And did you have something else?
0: Yes. And uh, I had a, a... little DreamWorks bag I had a little Mm -hmm. like gift bag that has DreamWorks on it because my dad worked at DreamWorks for 20 years and it's like a very important part of my childhood so I took that and I got to the uh I I got to the counter to put my bags in and there was a problem because they're only allowed to be 50 pounds and mine were like 52.
1: (laughs) Yes, and since they were 52, I had given you a little, um, one of those collapsible nylon bags that you put groceries into just in case your suitcases were too much.
0: Yes, and that was such an incredible mom thing to do and know that I needed because I did need it. And I had to take out like random, I just decided shoes. I had to figure out what's heaviest in my bag to take out when I get to to go to New York itself because I took out, like, I took out one boot and two, three or maybe three or four single heels. They were, like, all different shoes, but it's just enough.
1: (laughs) To make it 50 pounds and you had random single shoes on the plane. Yes, and since you have been in Colorado, have you found all your pairs yet?
0: Yes, I have found all my pairs uh, of shoes. I've also found... That there's already things that I forgot to bring, like my really comfy gray sweater and such. You forgot your gray sweater? Yeah. Yes, and I did. Yes, and I am sad about it, but Grandma has been very helpful. She lent me just, like, comfy sweatshirts. But I might ask for that.
1: Might (laughs) ask for that to to be mailed to you. Yes, please. Along along with your driver's license that's current.
0: Yes, and I finally... I finally got that. I hadn't had my driver's license because it expired and I turned 22 and whatnot. And mom gets to send it to me now. Thank you, mom. Good. That was a good first round of yes and. Let's keep practicing that. Maybe we can keep doing that too. I feel like there's a way to start with something that we don't know yet versus a story and see if we can yes and our way through it. Yes and.
1: That would be... um, a good idea.
0: All right. evolving the, the evolving game of Yes And.
1: Stay tuned. Well, I want to give you a hug and a high five from California. One, two, three. Clap. Clap. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll hear from you next time when you are 3,060 miles away in Brooklyn, New York. I'll travel another 2,000 miles and let you know how it goes. Excellent. We'll start spreading the news. You're leaving today.
0: That's right. (laughs) Yay. New York, New York. All right. Bye, Ingrid. Bye, Mom. Thank you for listening to Hug and a High Five. Yep, thanks for listening. If you'd like to suggest a topic, ask us a question, or share your mom-daughter story, please email us at hugandahighfivepodcast at gmail.com.
1: That's hugandahighfivepodcast at gmail.com. All words hug and a high five podcast at gmail.com. Have a great week.